welcome back to the unofficial decom podcast i'm Yay. anthony i'm ethan the other tony i see what you did there it took you a little bit but you got there yeah i got there but welcome yeah yeah welcome points wait no what movie wrong movie <laughs> We're off to a great start, everybody. Uh, I even did a joke about it. We are we watched the other movie. <laughs> my first note is the word quince. Has the word quince in there? So I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, that's the movie. That's what we're doing. Definitely do we're doing quince again. What we else keep, would we do? We will keep doing quince until we figure out if the babies were switched. You will Maybe get the no babies <laughs> were cloned. I know you don't listen to the podcast. And certainly, you don't listen to, like, you didn't listen to last week's episode since we've recorded, especially since you're on a short week. But um, I jump in from the editing room to be like, I'm pretty sure all the babies filmed for probably, like, at max two days. <laughs> like, there's no way. But more than likely, they were there for one day. And that they have it. to have parents there. Right, like, the babies are in so little scenes anyway. <laughs> like, why you? Why do you have to ruin it, man? <laughs> it, was just, it just came to me, but um, that's old news. That is old news. Cause we, we we'll move on. What's new news, you ask? The other me, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, all this stuff that's happening now. Derek Rose, fun stuff here in the unofficial decom podcast, and we definitely didn't spend an hour contemplating <laughs> our lives as as the uh, future closed in on us. As sports fans and college students. Yeah, this is my last recording of an episode as a college dropout. <laughs> How did you enjoy your college dropout uh, half year? It was the best half year of my life because there was no school involved <laughs> and zero expectations outside of editing a podcast every Wednesday. That's the dream. That's the dream. But you know what they say, dreams don't it's... last forever because sometimes you got to talk about the other me i was gonna say you have to watch a decom and that's <laughs> dreams are interrupted by decoms <laughs> uh yeah yeah nobody wants to hear about our existential crises so let's get into uh the other me yeah so the other me premiered on the other disney channel and by other disney channel i mean the disney channel on <laughs> september 8th 2000 i will say just off of the top here there are a lot of there are a lot of, like, real actors in this movie that I have, like, uh, I had trouble, like, putting together a list of, like, who to talk about. And, like, I have a lot of names here and I'm missing people. <laughs> but, like, a lot of people from this movie, like, maybe didn't become good actors, but just, like, have careers after this movie. Or they did stuff. Movie. Yeah. I wouldn't know you didn't let me look up actors again. And, and once again, I'm happy. I'm happy to. I know you recognize at least one. Honestly. Yeah. I think um, that's all I recognize. Oh, I'm, I was about to up it to two. But if you say all you recognize is one, then I'm ready. You know. But I do have to say, I was confused because I use Wikipedia as my main source for this podcast, of course, most of the time. Um, but the original soundtrack for this movie is actually quite interesting but since it's on disney plus it changed but i will be talking about the original soundtrack okay um one <laughs> weird but two fine whatever yeah it's really weird we'll get to like the dancing sequences spoiler oh alert. we'll talk about them we'll talk about them because 
the at least the first one is not in sync it's, to the music. Oh, that is that is very funny. You just made a joke without knowing. Oh, you no. said they're you said they're not in sync because oh, it was an originally an in sync song that they were dancing to. We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Can't wait, man. Can talk you see about the some excitement bands. in my voice? Can I see the excitement in your voice? No, but I see the excitement in your face. And we should get started. Let's get started. Okay, so we open our movie to meet our main character, Will Browning, whose uh, main characteristics we see in the first couple of scenes here are that he yo-yos, doesn't have time for girls, and that he doesn't care about school. But he will need to care about school because he needs to do well on a science project to pass his science class. The hallway. Is this the hallway from Quince? Uh, it looked very similar. <laughs> it, it looked like Marnie from Halloween Town ran through it crying. <laughs> it's a very similar hallway to Quince. I mean, these movies are one right after another. It wasn't Quince in, I think we said August, wasn't it? I don't know. Uh, when was this one? September. September, so yeah, probably August. Um, ooh, Halloween one coming up. Never mind. Uh, but it's kind of surprising we don't see more of these of just, like, that's the same exact vein as that one. Yeah, with the amount they're putting out, you expect them to reuse a lot of things, and I feel like the only thing I really notice them reusing is just random characters wearing Hawaiian shirts, because we will see <laughs> one in this movie as well. And the actors. They just go through the <laughs> actors like, like it's nothing. I don't know. Should we stop? Should I stop down here and bring up our, our two... Let's talk about Chucky and Will right here. Yeah, because you meet a couple characters in this first scene, but right. nothing really. Yeah, you, actually, yeah, we can we can hit all four here. Okay, so we got Chucky and Will. Chucky, do you recognize Chucky? Now that you say it slightly, but I could not tell you where he's from. He's Brendan Jefferson. He was in Xenon as Andrew, the hacker. <laughs> I love how you said the hacker, because I... My mind went to like, you know, hacker, like uh, intense hacker. Uh-huh. But I remembered Xenon. I'm like, nope, nope. This makes sense that he was yeah, the hacker. They just yeah. had like e cards to each other. That was hacking in Xenon. <laughs> He's also going to be in holes. So that's Chucky. We also have, we're going to run into Scotty DeSoda, who is not going to be in another decom, but he is another guy who's going to become a real actor. He's uh, Tyler Hines. He's in Leonard Kenny. He's another real actor. And then we also have Heather, who's played by Sarah Gadden. She's going to be in Cadet Kelly. Nice. She's also going to be in 112263, which is a pretty good TV show with James Franco. That's just a lot of numbers. It's uh, the date Kennedy was shot. R.I.P. It's about, it's about James Franco going back in time to stop the assassination. Did he stop him? Maybe. Did he stop him in real life? She's just in True Detective. Go, moving on. And then we have our lead of the movie, Will Browning, slash, Tui. Slash, Gil. Slash, what? Gil, yeah. IMDb had Tui, and I had no idea. He calls him Tui one time. No, no. He'll call him Tui once, and then he calls him Tui for the rest of the movie. Oh, I... It's not I often. I literally heard it. I don't even think I heard it the first time. I heard it <laughs> later in the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he brainstorms some names, comes up with Tui, and it it's said a couple of times, but yeah. Okay, it's good to know that things happen. Um, <laughs> and he's played by... 
uh, uh, Andrew, uh, 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 I, I actually did write his name down, uh, Lawrence, because he's part of the boy band Lawrence Brothers. Do you, what movie was he in? Horse Sense. Come on, I cannot nice. forget Horse Nailed Sense. It. it was a good one. I, I love Horse Sense. I bring this up every time Horse <laughs> Sense comes up. I miss Horse Sense. <laughs> Which is a lot. Which is a lot. Um, we're also going to see him two more times. Jumping yeah. ship and going to the mat. Oh, I thought that was a transition you were going to use to talk about something like jumping ship, going to the mat. So is he the one actor that you say you recognize? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. I knew he was in Horse Sense. I didn't need to look that up. Okay. I feel like there's another one you should recognize, but we'll go on. We can um, talk about it. Yeah. All right. So let's keep moving. Um, I want to bring up that in this school scene, there it's also report card day here, if we're going <laughs> to connect it back to Quince again. So after this whole beginning th- thing in school, we go to dinner at Will's house where his sister Elena shows her report card to the parents. She's doing very well in school. She's flexing it off. Uh, this forces Will to have to show his report card. It's doo-doo. Um, and the parents say that they have to use plan B if Will does not improve his grades. And plan B is he will get sent to Camp Spartacus, which is a summer boot camp. Uh, one of the worst pamphlets I've ever seen. <laughs> one of the I, weirdest ceilings I've ever seen also. I didn't notice the ceiling, but I the did notice the ceiling is pan- like glass panel. I feel like I would have noticed that. I... A hundred, I promise you, it's like glass panels. It was the weirdest ceiling ever. Um, worst pamphlet ever. The pamphlet is blurry clip art. Not it's clip not art. Even clip blurry, art. Photos, blurry photos. Blurry photos, and I don't even think Photoshop was around back then. I uh, know, we saw it in Rip Girls? Yeah, we Where's saw the- something. <laughs> it was the one where she put herself with her mother, you know. Is it Elena or Alana? Whatever you want, man. I don't think I say her name often. It's spelled like Alana, but with two L's? A-L-L-A-N-A. All Anna. All Anna. All Anna. It's called phonetics. How about Uh, you learn it? (laughs) All Anna is played by Allison Pill, who is in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, she's the drummer in Scott Pilgrim. She is also a real actress. She's in the new Star Trek series. And the dad here, whose title is Only Dad. Yeah, the mom same is as mom. the mom. Yeah. We're gonna see him. He's like he's another just like character actor that's in a bunch of stuff, for sure. But we're gonna see him again in Eddie's million dollar cook-off. And I'm shocked that he is not the one you recognize. I might have recognized him. Tell me what he's in. You see him in High School Musical 2. As? The manager of the resort. Oh, yeah. I would have never guessed that. So I guess I didn't recognize him. That's kind of shocking because uh, it is the best of the High School Musical. Um, and moving on. <laughs> um, why, I have a question. Yeah. Um, why in every like 2000s movie is the punishment for a kid to go to, like, a summer boot camp or boarding school. Is that a real thing? Only if you're rich. <laughs> I guess, yeah. All these rich white families, yeah. <laughs> the, the solution to problems is to send your child off to deal with their problems without being a bother to you. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. We'll move on. <laughs> Will then has a conversation with his mother where she just asks Will to try a little harder or try a little bit at least. 
And then um, about the science project, Will has the idea from looking at a magazine to buy his science project from a company called Ocean Pups, um, which is actually a front for the mob. Just kidding. It's a front for two scientists to work on their own little clo cloning experiments. And we actually kind of see it work on some rats right now. Yeah, it kind of works. A little bit of movie magic. I say, effects were not awful in this movie, except for, for that one scene. For DCOM, it was solid. Yeah. Um, did you notice the sports athlete poster? In his... I saw a yo-yo poster. A yo-yo poster? That's not a joke. I saw a yo-yo poster. Also, uh, Will was aggressively yo-yoing after uh, his conversation with his mom, and it was aggressive. That's all I got to say. Do you, can you yo-yo not aggressively? I mean, his face was more the aggressive part of it. Like, he was, like, angrily, like, while yo-yoing, which is already a hard, like, a aggressive thing to do, I guess. The point is that <laughs> there is a Diamondbacks poster, and because the Diamondbacks have never had a second person to pitch for them, <laughs> we can clearly indicate that this is a Randy Johnson poster. I, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I didn't see it, though, which is weird. Famous for being a Hall of Fame pitcher, more famous for throwing a baseball at a bird in the middle of the <laughs> game and killing it. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. JFK and the bird that Randy Johnson killed. <laughs> so the scientists celebrate their success of cloning these rats. Uh, they leave the room here, but the rat's container that they cloned was not locked. And the rats escape out of its container. They're chased by a cat who also escaped from its container. They're really bad at this. And then the chase results in some cloning juice. I think that's the scientific term for it. Cloning juice? Yeah. Some cloning juice gets knocked cloning over. Goop. Let's call it cloning, cloning goop. Okay. It gets knocked over onto one of the ocean pup containers. Uh, and this ocean pup container gets sent to Will. That's a huge box. It's kind of crazy that no one notices a bunch of goop goes on to it and also why wouldn't it clone the box good question um yeah oh, it was a it was an aggressively like green color on the box somebody should have noticed it yeah no it's not gonna make sense when we watch it in action so <laughs> and we will see in action because at home will receives the ocean pups kit from the mail and he starts to use it but since it's miss missing like a stirrer to mix okay so it's like a tank of water and he dumps some uh, ocean pup eggs powder into the container. He needs to mix this up. There's no stirrer with it, so he uses a comb to stir it up. But the thing is, the comb has some of Will's hair on it. Boom. And this mixes with the cloning juice, of course. Where did Tanks that come from? Who knows? Where did the cloning juice come from? I don't know. It was on the box, so you, it was definitely in the water. <laughs> It's science. It's science. Trust me on that. Uh, but yeah, the tank starts to overflow and out comes the other me, aka another Will. There's a lot to say about this scene. And I think the best way to say it is to not. I have one thing to say about the scene. Go on. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, I have two things to say. Uh, now you're pushing it. <laughs> uh, will tells the clone to like cover up. He gives him a towel to put around, like, his waist. Thing is, clones wearing jeans right out of the box. 
I saw that on IMDb. I saw that in the goofs, but I didn't actually like, well, I wasn't looking. Oh, it's just like, I saw jeans and I'm like, that's weird that this man is like made from cloning juice. Right. And I, he well, comes yeah. out in jeans. IMDb was like, uh, he hands him a towel, but he already has pants on when he uh, sprays him with baby powder. Oh, so why does he have this gigantic bathroom connected to his bedroom? Uh, he, if he's rich enough to get sent to the summer boot camp, he's rich enough to have his own big bathroom in his room. But it's also, like, never brought up again? Because, like, no. classic sister-brother thing, she's going to be like, oh, you're, you better not be in the bathroom. Better not take up too much time in there. As if, like, like he's got a whole bathroom <laughs> connected <laughs> to his room. Yeah, the sister doesn't even have her own bathroom, and she's the older one. Yeah, yeah, it's real confusing. Like, this bathroom is, like, now that I'm thinking about this, this bathroom is, like, there and never there again. No, probably got some flood damage, to, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but I did want to say that uh, Disney and DCOMs loved Andrew Lawrence so much as an actor, they decided to make a movie with two of them. Well, that's the shocking thing with so many of these people actually becoming real actors, like... The main characters in this movie is just the same actor twice. <laughs> and we still have a good turnout rate. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the clone uh, is born. And after being freaked out at first, Will then sees this as an opportunity to get the A he needs on his science project. Because he's like, I could use this as a I made a clone kind of project. Uh, yeah, that's what happens there. Yep. <laughs> uh, then we go back to the science lab where. Okay, so in the last scene, uh, Will calls customer service for Ocean Pups. Uh, receptionist doesn't really care about it, but the back to lab. She seemed very like she looks. She seems like she doesn't care, but like we learned that she was very vigilant about it. Like she she cared about it. Like you could tell in like her voice and everything, and the way she acts after. But she's like, I'm gonna check this for you. Puts. Uh, will on hold. Thought, yeah, I literally thought she just hung up and then kept reading her magazine. Yeah, That's no, actually, I, I think thought, she, yeah. yeah. She just flips through, like, the newspaper after yeah. being putting this kid on hold when his house is flooding. But, uh, so she informs the scientists about a kid who called and sounded flustered and weird, which gets the scientists angry because they don't want their uh, hyper-cloning, which is what they call it, to get out yet because they didn't get patents for it yet. So yeah. they decide to take a road trip to figure things out. Also, like, there's, like, if you don't have the patent for it, not only are you not going to make any money off of it, it's not illegal. They do a lot of unethical and then illegal things in this movie. Yeah. Um, you can't clone things without, like, a patent to do it. Also a crazy idea that these two people using a kid science kit as a front for them have enough funds and resources to figure out how to clone things yeah it's it's a weird business that like who knows we're spending <laughs> so something... much time here anyway <laughs> okay we'll move on um about the scene where don't talk about it and here we are uh fine we'll, we'll we'll power through it uh we go back to the house the clone tries to learn more about life via things like science textbooks and the television where we start to see the clone retain a lot of this information. He's got what some may call a photographic memory. I don't know. He's smart. He's a genius. Uh, but yeah. Well, like the confusing thing is like 
There's no, why is the clone a gene? The thing is, they make it clear that they share the same exact genetic, like, makeup and stuff. Because, like, the clone will keep going, I'm you, Will. And it's all to push this point that Will needs to apply himself. But I don't see the jump between Will doing, trying a little bit harder and Will being a genius. Yeah. I think that's what they're kind of trying to say, but they never just outwardly say it, which is what you need to do in a decom, especially for me. <laughs> but what I will say is I, I do have a few things to say about this whole scene where he's just in the bedroom alone. Uh, the first thing is we talked about a guy last week and we said uh, he was going to show up again in this movie. Judging by your face, I can tell that you do not remember who it was. I don't know, but can I make a guess? Yes. Is it one of the guys in black spandex dancing on the TV? It is not. It's the host of the MTV style show. Okay. Is the cameraman from Quinn. Oh, okay. Joseph Motiki. Um, it, I went through this whole movie and I was like, there's a character named VJ. I don't know where he is. I haven't <laughs> seen him. And then I went, is he on the TV? And I have another TV character. The stuff on the TV is all filmed by this movie. So by what? All the stuff on the TV is filmed by this movie. Oh, like personally? Yes. Maybe not that whole dance sequence. Mm-hmm. But like, we'll get to like a contest, uh, a game show later and a televangelist, like all filmed by this movie, which is I a see. lot more work than I would have expected. <laughs> uh, the other thing I was going to say is... uh. On a scale of 1 to 10, how offensive is this early going of the clone and how the clone moves and the faces the clone makes? I, I actually had the same thought. What my mind went to to try to make it seem less bad, it's exactly what would happen when you tell like a young kid to act like they haven't that they haven't done life before. Um, yeah, it's, I, it, it feels borderline. Like, it, it's definitely, a, like, you can't do this scene the way you do it now. Yeah. And I don't even think you could have done this scene the way you do it, <laughs> like, the way you did it 10 years ago. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't blame uh, Andrew for this. because Yeah, me neither. Because, like, it's something a kid, how they would act not knowing it was wrong, but you have a bunch of adults in the room be like, hey, maybe calm down on I some don't of even these know. expressions. I, I wouldn't be shocked if, like, if it's just, like, because it's 2000, 20 years ago, I wouldn't even be shocked if the director's like, act like a... Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he's like, okay, because, you know, as a kid, and, <laughs> you know, people, unfortunately, still use that word today, and... I would, I like, I wouldn't be shocked if that's how, if it's how the adults told this kid to act this scene. Yeah, it definitely had that vibe to it. I, because I noticed it as well. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, it stops after maybe ten minutes after this. It stops. It pops up a little bit here and there. Yeah. But um, this is this is as bad as it gets with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't um you're on out so while the clone is up in the room trying to figure out life and everything will is eating dinner uh with his family but when the clone is trying to pull something out of a closet and 
and pulls accidentally pulls down a Halloween mask. He screams, and this causes Will to scream at the same time because apparently they have some sort of telepathic connection because, you know, twins. I thought he was just covering it up because he that's, heard him scream. That's what I heard until we got to later in the movie where he's like, he explains it out loud to us. Yeah. No, yeah. Some other like, uh, no, that explanation's not good. Let's give you a dumber one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we need a reason for Will to be able to find the clone later. Let's just use this. Uh, so after that dinner, the clone becomes hungry as well. This leads to a very long scene of some hijinks where Will is trying to not be in the same place as the clone when both of his parents are in different rooms. Uh, but they do get out successfully with some food in the end. Yeah, it's this whole like bit that's like probably two minutes too long. It it would fit perfectly if you put this movie in black and white, put some like uh, Charlie Chaplin music behind it and sped it up. Yeah. That's the vibe of this scene. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, this scene just got me thinking because one, one, the door is not a full door that they're, that separates where the mom and the dad are. So they should, it's one of those saloon doors. Yeah. They should both hear the other one talking to one version of Will. (laughs) But never mind. Uh, (laughs) My other thing is like, I, I would do exactly what the parents. Because what's more logical, your child has a clone or your child is just very fastly or very quickly changing clothes? Yeah, and acting a little weird. Yeah, like it's so, like, I don't know, I don't know how short of a span between the, like, the two different clones I would have to see to be convinced that it was clones and not you just changing your clothes real fast. Yeah, I don't think clones would ever be like the first or second or third thing to come to my mind. When it's I would probably see this. not even top like 20. No, <laughs> <laughs> I would need to be like directly told like this is a clone before it even crossed my mind. Right. Yeah, even if I no. saw them next to each other, that would be probably not even first guest costume. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like second guest stroke. Like <laughs> hyper realistic maths. I'm dying. <laughs> Yeah. One of the two. Number three, psychedelics. But it's just not, like... (laughs) Also, uh, they could have just sent the clone up to the room. Like, Will is like, hey, clone, don't come down here. And the clone's like, I'm following you. And Will's like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's okay. And then there's there's so many more rooms in the house. Yeah. It's a big enough house. We've talked about it. Uh, Yeah, but then after that... uh, the clone scarfs down some food. Will then informs us that the clone will not just be his science project, but the clone will go to school for him because he hates school. Come on, man. He's a decom kid. He hates school. He's a kid. He hates school. Yeah. Any kid that doesn't hate school, it's just a nerd. Nerd. So later that night, the scientists that took a road trip down to the house, apparently halfway across the country, uh, they drive by the house to prepare for a stakeout. That's a little scene. Uh, the next morning, while Will goes to visit his grandpa, Mordecai, I think. We should bring back that name. It's interesting. It's a great name. Yeah. Also, this character's weird. Weirdest scene in a while in a decamp. Like, there's no way that can be true. No, the next, uh, next grandpa scene in this movie is weirder. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. 
it's just it's the scenes a lot and it's also so little like i it's not important to talk about now but i guess it's important to come up later the grandpa just stares at the tv the whole time right and they're like oh he's in his zone again and then they stay there for hours (laughs) but that's irrelevant right now um Okay, so at this point, I'm going to be referring to the clone as Tui, because I think that was in the last scene where uh, Will comes up with that name. So while Will is with his grandpa, Tui is supposed to stay in his room watching TV. But of course, uh, he's new to the world, so he goes out to explore it. Uh, When Will arrives back home and he finds that Tui isn't there, uh, we see Tui out and about just vibing, you know, walking around, going to the park. And then here, the telepathic connection comes up, and Will figures out that Tui is at the park and basically rounds him up. It doesn't make sense why he's sneaking around the park. I had that exact same thing. I'm like, identical twins are a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, you can, you're not at the house. Like, this kid <laughs> playing catch with his dog is not going to be like, call the scientist police. Like, he doesn't care. Clones, no! <laughs> That's banned by the <laughs> by the CDC and the FDA. That's a violation of guideline rule 13.9. And it's just a big PSA about it in the straight in the middle of the movie. Someone call PETA. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was weird, but either way, Will rounds Chewie up here. Uh he then tells Chewie that he doesn't have a family. Uh, that's kind of glossed over here. But then we get a montage of Will teaching Tui how to be and act like Will. Uh, harsh words to say to your clone. No need, spirit. No need to be like, you don't have a family. It's like, I it's have like it's, a family. Yeah, it's one thing to say, like, I have a family. Like, that's my family you're talking to. It's another to say that you don't have a family. You should have, like, I think we gloss over it where they're staring at, like, the, he's like, oh, what's that? Uh, he's like, oh, that's a family photo. Um, you can have them if you want them. <laughs> like, I don't want them. Yeah. And then yeah. to be like, you don't have a family, you know? It's a lot. You know what they say? We're our har- we are our <laughs> harshest critics. That was deep, man. Good thing it only took me one try to say it. I mean, you're the one who edits this. <laughs> the, the world is whatever you want it to be in these hour and a half. <laughs> That's another saying. I think uh, I think Gandhi said that. He also said, uh, it doesn't hurt being old. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not, not today. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, so this uh, Chewie acting like Will thing is put to the test when Will's sister arrives. Chewie then uses like language and phrases he learned from the television. Uh, which embarrasses Will and just kind of confuses uh, the sister. But then Tui is at the school acting weird to everybody, especially because he's enjoying school and life in general. Yep. I have my first song I get to mention here because we have a, not a decom attorney, but we have a Disney product song. I just want to point out real quick here. That you are bringing us information on music that no one who watched this movie on Disney Plus. No, this one was in it. This was the one that was in it. 
it, this wasn't not the dance scene. This isn't the dance scene. We're not. Oh, we're not at the dancing yet. Oh, my no, mistake. We're close. This is the scene while they walk into the school. Uh, the song is called "Everything Feels Like New" by Alex with a Z. Alex with a Z Johnson. Uh, she. When does the Z fit in? I have no clue. Maybe that was a typo. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> Either way, she is a re- <laughs> she's a returnee from well, the. I'm Disney looking Channel. at a keyboard. That makes sense. You're right. You're right. I see it now. Okay, so Alex Johnson, um, she was in the Disney Channel so a show so weird. Have you heard of that before? Yeah, yeah. We've she, had a few, we've had a few people from so weird in these in these uh, decoms so far. Yeah, she replaced the main character in season three of it. Okay. And her songs in this, and the thing I thought was cool because like she also sings in so weird. And I, I couldn't figure out the timeline if this was before she was the main character. I would probably say yes, because I think that's an early 2000s show. It Because she came in, the last season of that show was in 2001, and this was in 2000. Right. But it's like, I don't know when she officially joined the cast, it didn't say. Also, seasons don't make sense when it comes to children's shows. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's just like, uh, yeah, season one is 90 episodes, and then season... <laughs> Two through nine are all one episode, and but those all all those episodes are forty nine minutes long. You're talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> I tried to rewatch that and I stopped like halfway through season one because I was like forty episodes in. A, and I'm like, there's another forty to go after this. <laughs> Can't do it. Uh, but- Fairly Odd Parents is one where they have like eight <laughs> one hour events in season eight of. Fairly odd parents. <laughs> it lasts like ten years. Uh, but yeah, that's my that's my music fact, and I'll have another one coming right up, fresh fresh out of the off the grill. Fresh um, out of the grill. Fresh out of the grill. You know how I'll be. Um. So yeah, Tui acts weird, of course, because he's never been through life before. And at lunch, Chucky calls out Tui for acting weird, but he's a bro about it. He's like, "Yo, let me in on this if you're acting weird." to get better grades it's fine just let, let me know this chucky's a bro throughout this movie um but when Tui has some frozen pizza here uh he uses some dance moves he learned from the music video on the tv to start a dance party in the cafeteria where people think he's cool you know what would have been much more entertaining i'm hold on, we'll get back to the dance party i've just been thinking about that idea that i had uh you know wouldn't be much more entertaining would be if we did a best friends ranking versus an athlete ranking. Are we number one? No. Like, like... Um, (laughs) I'll I'll see you later, Tony. Oh, uh, wait, you think I'm back. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I think we're going on a hiatus. No, but like, instead of like the athlete ranking, because that only comes up so often, our best friend ranking. So like the... Because there's always one, there's always a best friend. There's you have to have one. one. <laughs> Even if they're in like two scenes, like uh, Stepsister from Planet Weird, there's always a best friend. Yeah. Uh, and that's a much more fun ranking. And that, we, that one we'd have to do almost every, uh, every episode. You're the ranking guy, so if you tell me to rank them, I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't, um, if I remember by next episode, I will come in with a fresh best friend ranking but it's only this is our this is the window if i don't have it done 
by next episode, we keep the athlete drinking and we <laughs> don't get to do the best friend drinking. But if I get it in in time, we do the best friend drinking. You got it, man. I, right. I'll rank anything you put in front of me. You tell me to rank, like, uh, I don't know, uh, bathrooms in Disney World. I'll do it. Well, maybe that's a post-pandemic podcast. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh... <laughs> okay, so should we? So should we talk about the most polar- polarizing scene in this movie? Polarizing? Did you not love this scene? Did I rewatch it? Yes. <laughs> Did I love it? No. I thought it was funny, but uh. Oh, I think it's entertaining for sure, <laughs> especially because it starts off with him like being the lucky charms guy but with pizza <laughs> and then he's his second dance move is one of my favorite dance one of my favorite dance moves that i've ever seen can you explain it in just dance terms <laughs> no i don't i don't even, <laughs> even possibly know what that sentence meant it's it's like they have like a little short description for each each dance move like later in the movie uh will will be like this is the yo-yo move Okay, so you're asking me to describe? Yeah, but the... in like a short and <laughs> so a short and digestible way. Why would I? Or you think I was gonna like have some oral history on this dance movie just for fifteen seconds? Why don't you pick? Do you want an oral history or do you want short description? Tell me, just tell me. Tell me. So he move. sticks out one hand, and then the and then the other hand is parallel, perpendicular. It's perpendicular to that hand. And then he goes under, over, under, over, under, over. Uh, does that is that adequate for you? That description did not work for me. Uh, cause mainly because I don't understand the word parallel really. But I get to it see wasn't the video the word of it. Parallel. It was the word perpendicular. There, there lies the point. Either way, I got to see the video, so hopefully everybody else understands it. Everybody, stick out your arm. Stick out your other arm. Take your left arm. No. Put, put them, like, far out. Oh, far out. Okay. So you want your right arm straight in front of you. I don't do that. You can't do that. Lower, <laughs> lower the arm a little bit. Yeah, it's got to be, like, kind of flat. It's got to be flat. Yeah, you I were going uh, a little show... No, I want the record showing I was not at that bad of an angle. <laughs> and you take your left arm, and you stick that out, too. And then you hook it 90 degrees in. So then you pass your left arm under your right hand. Over your right hand, under your right hand. I already got it, man. I get it. And then you move to the side as you do it, Uh, or you just watch the movie. I don't know. Up to you. You can, you Uh, can, uh, you can YouTube this scene because it has the original song. It was supposed to be. Oh, you can YouTube the scene. Yeah, yeah. Because I was confused because once again I use Wikipedia and I'm like I haven't heard any NSYNC in this movie yet. This is another one that the. the subtitles and the song don't line up. Yeah, because they're it's not the song. Yeah, and uh, and the dancing is very noticeably no. Uh, yeah, no, I watched it. I went, oh, oh, yeah, they're on rhythm now. That's nice. The, here's uh, speaking about minor gripes that we have with <laughs> computer software. Uh, IMDb has the Boombox student as an actor named Jonathan Fernandez. And, like, this guy's, he, like, he's in Lethal Weapon, the new Lethal Weapon TV show that's probably already canceled by now. <laughs> but, and he's going to be in the Gossip Girl reboot. It's not the Boombox Kid, because Jonathan Fernandez is a different race from Boombox Kid in this <laughs> movie. 
Although I do love Boombox kids so much that he was ready to pull out a Boombox in the middle of lunch and then hit some sweet moves. I'm just confused as who IMDb thought Boombox kid was. That's IMDb's problem, man. I, w- I want to talk about how half these kids in the school are dancers, like professional I, dancers. Here's the thing. I have, uh, I have dancers here. I should, I'm just going to say them now because you know what? We have more dancing to come. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and I don't know which dancers are which. So let's start with dancer number one, Sarah Francis. She's in Jump In and Descendants 3. So she has two more appearances. Exciting. Dancer number two is Daniel Celeb... Celebre? Celebre. He's going to be in Camp Rock. Yes. Dancer number nine... Oh, we've jumped. Shane Simpson is going to be in Descendants, Descendants 3, Zombies, and what I believe is currently the newest DCOM, Zombies 2. Oh. We have a five-time DCOMer in this movie. Just hiding. (laughs) <laughs> has number I don't nine. Know what, yeah, like, I don't know where number any of these three dancers are. <laughs> they're, they're in the crowd somewhere. They might be in this crowd. They might be in the, in the dance scene later on in the movie. They exist in the movie, and someone in this movie is in, a de- is in five DCOMs. That's rivaling uh, some people. That's rivaling... That, I think that ties... That might be second place, because I think, I think our buddy Tom has six... <laughs> Uh, I do want to say the original song because I've been hyping it up a lot. It's InSync's Bring In The Noise um, off their album, No Strings Attached, which also includes, of course, the hit Bye 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 and also the song Space Cowboy, parentheses, yippee-yay-yay. It also fits a lot better is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Good I know for, you don't care. Good for InSync for getting separated from this song. From this movie. They really needed the exposure. <laughs> um, oh, and another thing that happens in this dance scene. Uh, Heather, who we met in the first scene, and Will just kind of like straight up says, uh, I don't, I'm not doing this girl thing right now. He tells Tui to be like, don't associate with her. I don't know. He's really rude about it. Either way, uh, Tui's like, yes, I'll go to the dance with you. Only if you bring pizza, though. Yeah, they dance on the table. Um, Unsanitary. No masks in this scene either. No. It's it's a weird thing where, like, I'll just be watching a movie, and I'll be like, this is so not... Oh, wait, never mind. (laughs) We're we're good, we're good. I jump into the thought that this is not okay, and it's, you know, still probably not okay, this scene. (laughs) Can I ask you something? Please do. Did you notice how many necklaces there are in this movie? I, the one that stood out to me was the one Will was wearing at some point because it was so tight on his neck. I thought he was like gonna suffocate. He has a necklace. One of the villains has a necklace. Uh, his sister has a necklace that's just like a feather <laughs> at the very start of the movie. And then like, the, wait. And then the sister and her friend are in this scene and they both have collectively, I think, eight necklaces <laughs> on. It's a necklace heavy movie. Our first necklace heavy decom. Uh, Will any of the necklaces reappear in another decom? Who knows? I'm not paying attention to that. I'm sorry. I, 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 have, I have one more question before we move on. If this happened in your school, would this make uh, Will cool to you for ruining lunch? Uh, 
I don't think he would have got as many people to join in at my school. Because I thought about it, and I thought, um, no one would care. Yeah, you wait. <laughs> you kind of look at him and you go, mm, something's wrong with that kid, and then you go about <laughs> your day. You go like, oh, he's doing his thing, I guess. And then you go back to eating lunch. My dad said that he would get beat up at his school, but, you know, he went to school in New York City not recently so <laughs> different times but um i don't think anyone would have cared no one would yeah. have joined in and no, no one would have had a boom box that big that's my goal in life now to always have that boom box ready what about what about your school no i think it'd have been the same thing it would have been like you kind of look over if he was dancing on my table I, th- I was going to say it'd be something different. I'd still look up and just be like, that's weird. And then I kind of try to ignore him. Table, I think if he got on a table, he'd get punched. <laughs> and he does get on a table. Yeah. But not after, not until someone's like, not until Boombox Kid is like, get up, get on <laughs> up the table. Um, we want to see you dance. But uh, yeah, I think he'd be fine as long as, long as he didn't bother anyone. Yeah. He's fine. If he does, He's probably getting punched. Uh, agreed, agreed. Either way, nobody's thinking he's cool because of this. No way. Uh, so, Will, I mean, so Tui, I get confused, you know. Uh, so Tui gets in trouble for this dance party, apparently, I guess. I don't know. Either way, Will's bully, Scotty, who we also meet in the first scene, is also in trouble at this time. Uh, the backstory here is Scotty hates Will because Will got him suspended by telling a teacher that Scotty stole his lunch money. But here, Tui apologizes and said that he should have talked to him instead of telling a teacher on him. Uh, Also here, Scotty asks if Will's dad is going to be really angry at the situation, and Tui's like, I don't know what it's like to have a dad. And Scotty's like, you know what? Me too. And they kind of have a nice scene here together. Yeah, they really start the bond, and then it's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) They start the bond. Scotty says his thing about his dad. And then Tui doesn't respond after that. So then we go back to the house where Will is thrilled with how much Tui loves school. Uh, but after he learns that he's going to the junior social with Heather and that he's now friends with Scotty, who drops off something that Tui left at the principal's office, um, he starts to feel a little differently about the whole situation. But then the Ocean Pup scientists arrive and then he cl- he like kind of brushes he doesn't brush them off starts to freak him out a little bit though and then he says that uh he and Tui can never be seen together again yeah it's weird um it's weird that he gets home and he's like i don't care what happened (laughs) (laughs) i don't care how you i don't care how you may have affected my life uh i don't care how you may have affected my life move on and then and then heather calls and then uh, Scotty comes to the door and he's still like, ah, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm realizing that we skipped past the televangelist. Oh, I guess, yeah. When he randomly says amen. That does happen. Well, the, the reason I say we skip past him is because televangelist, baby, he's going to be in another decom. <laughs> does he also play a televangelist? I don't know. Joe Matheson is going to be in Cadet Kelly. Woo, woo, woo. So, uh, just going back <laughs> to that. Uh, my favorite scene in the movie is here, which well, is the what... binocular scene. Oh my god, I, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, I'll, I'll explain it, and then you can 
you can add your your two cents to it. So there's a scene where Will and Tui are looking out a window and they're both looking through one eye of the binocular. So they both have one hand on it as well. Thing is, Will and Chewie are played by the same person. I gotta say, the they do a good job throughout the movie of how they handle the two actors at once. Yeah, I think they do as good of a job as they can in 2000 and... Uh, 2000. 2000. <laughs> um, I think they do as good of a job as they really can. Yeah, but here, um, since they're both holding something at the same time, there are two arms from off screen that are bigger than their arms are. But more importantly, those arms are not connected to their shoulders one bit. And they're not looking at each other when they're talking. Those are the big things. Yeah, like, there's clearly, there's three layers going on here. There's, <laughs> there's Will, Tui, and then the hands. The hands themselves are hilariously terrible, <laughs> where the jean jacket is clearly, like, a, a small woman's hand. And um, it it like moves off the screen on its own while the other hand holds the binocular, and it's just like it moves off the screen on its own, and and Tui does no like there's no movement in Tui's body when that hand disappears. No, and the other hand is just constantly like if you look in the corner. The other hand is just constantly glitching. And, like, because there something's going on with that person's arm. But most importantly, the pair of binoculars is pointed at neither of the two Andrew Lawrence's eyes. Like, if you look, neither of them are actually looking through these binoculars. I paused the scene for six minutes. I didn't notice the the eyes thing. But I noticed everything else. Yeah. It's my favorite scene in this movie. Other than the dance parties, it's up there. So oh, after that binoc- so after that binoculars thing, uh, there's a montage of the two of them doing their thing. I, I don't know what that meant. They do some stuff, I guess. They're doing some things. There's one scene where like the parents are telling him, Hey, good job on that test. And the other one is hiding behind the the wall listening which doesn't count for your thing i didn't think of it so don't say it like i would but my thing with that scene was i couldn't tell which one was the clone i don't know which one because the one was standing there just like like a statue and the <laughs> other one like looked like worrying and stuff so it was like i don't doesn't matter doesn't matter it's the personal thing <laughs> it, it was a personal confusion <laughs> So after that montage, Will and Tui get into an argument because Tui is doing a bunch of things that are not like school related, which includes hanging with a bunch of new friends and things like going out to eat, going to the arcade and everything. But Tui ultimately wins this argument because Will has been living his dream, chilling in his room. He's made his own man cave with like a microwave right next to his video game console. It's pretty sick. Super weird that the parents don't notice. No, that the microwave is upstairs. Yeah, like, he doesn't go to school. Yeah, like, kids are dumb enough to make a noise loud enough for somebody to hear. I'm sure my parents go into, have gone into my room at least once 
after I went to school to just be like, <laughs> is that a noise in there? And like, yeah. he's like, yeah. Uh, oh, I do want to bring up Will was reading some Marvel comics, which I think was a little bit of foreshadowing. But that's all. What? Disney buying Marvel. Um, yeah, he's, he's reading Fantastic Four and then Iron Man. The thing about Iron Man is like, Iron Man was almost like Iron Man was not a main superhero no. <laughs> until the movie. Like, no one knew. No one who didn't read comics really knew anything about Iron Man. Spider-Man was on the back cover of Fantastic Four, though, which is the thing I noticed first before he was... I, no, I saw that too, yeah. Um, so Tui leaves after he wins this argument. and But this time, the scientists see Will looking out the window at the same time Tui is leaving the house. So they get the excited at the, the idea of being able to hyper-clone humans. So they plan to clone-nap Tui because it's not kidnapping if it's a clone. Yeah, no, that's true. It doesn't matter. They kidnap a real kid later, but... Do we bring up the fact that they say that the clone only lives through three weeks? If it's important to the movie, it's not important until it comes up again later. What do you mean? I don't... You do this all the time where you're like, yeah, it's important later, and it's like, there's the whole, like, it's a thing that happens throughout the movie that that Tui is gonna disappear and turn into uh, sea monkeys in however many days I, I i mean like it's brought up here and like the idea is put into your mind but it doesn't have any bearing until it has bearing the whole time because you're like oh he doesn't know that this is gonna happen none of them knew i didn't think about it after it was and mentioned. you watch Tui like react in a way that's like uh-oh this is, like he is not feeling well at points oh i guess that does happen uh yeah you're right it's important i'll try to stop that <laughs> saying it's not important <laughs> but it's like a central plot to the you entire don't even movie say it's not important you don't you ignore it completely as if it's not a huge <laughs> i just get lazy of writing notes at some point i'm like i don't write about it here because i don't care about it now but it's very important to like the ending scene you watch it come up later and you're not like i should go out back and add that you're just like yeah oh. it's important here and no other point <laughs> Once I put the scene down, there's no going back to it. I hope you know that. It's like, Chekhov's gun. <laughs> if you were doing notes, you'd be like, yeah, it was a gun. Nah, I just don't even need to point out the gun. It's important later. It's not important now. We're here for the hijinks. Come on. <laughs> Either way, the next day, Will, Will sends Tui to go see Grandpa Mordecai. But this time, Tui actually gets Grandpa to stop watching the TV and actually have a conversation with him. Uh, we brought this up earlier. Uh, the way that Tui gets the grandpa's attention is to stick his hand on his grandpa's face for maybe a minute. Too long. Say, uh, way too long, and say, does it hurt to be old? That, that guy feels old enough to instinctively just slap him in the face, right? I don't, I don't even think slap him in the face. I think maybe just the instinct is after maybe like five seconds of the hands on the face, you kind of start to back up a little bit, being like, this isn't right, man. This is a guy who just sits in front of the TV when his family comes to visit, and they say he's in the zone, but he immediately breaks out of it once Tui stands in front of the TV. And then, like, that's really how he gets him to stop watching the TV, he stands in front of it and then puts his hand... This guy just feels like he should be like, 
Stop touching me, kid. <laughs> it's, it's either that or the grandpa just hates the rest of the family. I mean, also, like, Will doesn't seem that great until he is a curious newborn baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... Does It Hurt to Be Old is an amazing, an all-time line. I get it from, like, the perspective of somebody, like, who has never seen an old person before, but it's such a weird thing to say. And then the fact that he says, not today, as if anything has had any impact. Like, someone asked, and then, (laughs) nope, not today, buddy. Things are changing around here. (laughs) Life's looking up. The f- my favorite part about this is that uh, when when we leave here and go back to the bedroom, the parents are going to go, uh, the mom's going to go, thank you for this. You know how much family means to me. Why is your dad in a nursing home? <laughs> it's, it's like, fine, fine. Maybe, maybe you can keep him in a nursing home. Why don't you make more of an effort to talk to the man? Yeah, it seems like they just, like, they literally go there, go hi, and then they just sit there and watch TV. They, they go hi? And if the grandpa doesn't say anything, day's ruined. It's not even, like, it's so clear. Like, the guy looks very healthy for his age. <laughs> yes. Uh, and just, like, why wouldn't we, like... <laughs> he's just staring. All he is is watching TV and ignoring you. He's not, like, sick. Yeah, like, I thought something was wrong with the grandpa, but it's just, like, no, he was more interested in... <laughs> he was more interested in the TV than his family and then you're like oh you know how important family is to me it's like no i don't (laughs) show me you keep one in a nursing home and we visit him once a month yeah and it never goes well (laughs) and you also make us stay there for hours and just watch tv depressing mom i don't know how important family is to you (laughs) (laughs) either way this leads to everybody returning home and the parents are praising Will for how he's been acting or how he has been acting and says that they're taking, you know what I'm talking about, says they're taking Camp Spartacus off the table. Uh, because of this, Will then decides that, oh, since I have, I don't care about my grades anymore, I'm going to go back to school now. And Tui's like, you want any information about how I've affected your life? And Will goes, absolutely not. So he goes to school, is shocked by everything happening to him, and because it turns out he is very popular now. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird bit of just like the parents are like, yeah, we're, um, you know, you don't have to go to the camp. And he's like, yeah, but what if I stop being nice <laughs> and continue to be my old rotten self? And they're like, we'll still love you? Wasn't the point. <laughs> <laughs> like, the underlying thing there is like, we'll still love you, but please don't. And he's like, we, got it. I will be exactly as I was before. We like this new you very much better. And we kind of have to say we'll love you anyway, because we're your parents. God, please don't. Uh, but yeah, so at school, that thing happens. Will returns back home, and he gets angry at Tui because everybody is now expecting Will to act like Tui, how Tui acts. And he doesn't understand how Tui does it. Tui then tells him it's because he tries in life and he doesn't care what other people think about him. But Will is still angry and tells Tui that he only wanted him for good grades, which was pretty obvious anyway. Uh, Tui then says that he's leaving tonight, but then Will's like, I feel bad about this. You can go to the dance instead. 
Yeah, two is like, oh, I'm going to go to New York City. Um, I want to see if it's black and white. That was real solid. <laughs> it was, it was like, it's never mentioned before. In no, this it is. Movie. When? The New York thing? Yeah. Yeah, there's something about it. I, I promise you. What? What is that? <laughs> it's it's because he was watching it on TV. It's brought up in conversation. I promise. Uh, you missed okay. the two. You missed the Tui name. So, believe me on this. I was not paying attention a lot during this movie. So agree with me. Mm, I'll let it slide this time that you might be right. Thank you. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna ruin that because I have another music fact in the next year. <laughs> it's my last one. It's my last one. Either way, is too many. Either way, Tui leaves. Three. Tui leaves for the dance, but is followed by the scientists, uh, which Will sees out the window. Scientists say this is where the uh, Tui dying thing kind of comes into play more. Um, scientists say that if the clone doesn't drink the serum by the end of the night. The clone will turn back into ocean pup eggs. Yes. <laughs> so Will hears this ocean eggs thing, ocean pup egg things, and he steals the serum from the scientists, and they think that that is the clone that stole the serum. Will gets chased, but gets away after, I guess, going into a forest. Who knows? Either way, he makes his way to the dance where Tui is in the middle of another one of his famous dance sequences. I don't have anything to say. I do. Oh, no. It's my music fact. Uh, They replaced it with this weird... Would you describe this song as reggae? I don't remember the song, and I watched this movie six hours ago. (laughs) Either way, it it was a very weird song, but the original song that was playing here was another boy band member, not in sync. It was Aaron Carter from the Backstreet Boys. It was his song, Life is a Party. Aaron Carter was in the Backstreet Boys? I swear he was. Don't what? make me question this. There's no way that's true. Aaron Carter. No, oh, no, he's typing on the podcast. <laughs> no, he's in the back. Oh, nope, sorry. Nick Carter was in the Backstreet Boys. Never yeah, mind. All right. You're, the, the age is so off. Look at Nick Carter's age. And <laughs> there's no <laughs> Aaron Carter is in the Backstreet Boys. Whatever. Whatever. You guys know I don't like defending Ethan, but in his defense, Aaron Carter and Nick Carter are brothers. Either way, I'm glad the Backstreet Boys uh, Carter is doing better in his life because uh, uh, Aaron Carter has gotten a face tattoo. Uh, Isn't Aaron Carter slated to fight someone in a celebrity boxing match soon? Yep, he is slated, uh, slated to fight Former NBA player Lamar Odom in the summer. He's not going to stand a chance. He's got a face tattoo. Yo, Poor Nick Carter's clone. (laughs) He will be okay because his face tattoo is Medusa. And he says that Medusa is his protector. So if you want him to, if you want to come at him with some negativity, his Medusa will stare you in the eye and turn you in the stone. Children shouldn't be allowed to be in the public eye. No. Because then we end up with that statement. Someone said that sentence all because we needed a high-pitched child singing. Well, guess what? This song isn't just used in this movie. It's also used in Rugrats in Paris. You know what's weird about this scene? Is that 
there are no subtitles for the music. Not even the old song. I don't know how closed captions work, man. Well, there's there's always been there's not even like music plays. There's just no closed captions <laughs> while the singing happened. They were mourning the loss of this great song. I wasn't. Um, <laughs> I actually could have gone. Uh, I would have been very happy if I heard nothing about Aaron Carter in this podcast. But here we are. Here we are, and I guess we can move on with the actual movie. Um. <laughs> so do we? Aaron Carter and Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't revo- revoke my boy band card. <laughs> I can't have this getting out to the you public. You have such an obsession with, with boy bands, and you're like, yeah, Aaron Carter and Backstreet Boys. There's at least a 10-year gap between Aaron Carter's song <laughs> and the yeah, Backstreet no, Boys. It, it makes sense, because I saw a picture of him for, like, for this single, and I'm like, man, that's weird. Also, like, NSYNC's a big thing right now which means the Backstreet Boys were a big thing right now. It w- it'd be like if they put, you know that one season of Power Rangers where they had that, like, no. young... They had, that young they had that, like, young kid become a Power Ranger for some reason? No. Really weird. I hated it. It'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this... It's like Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> yes. It's exactly I, like... I say that knowing no way... Like, that does not clarify the situation anymore for me. But I'm glad it helps you out here. We both have our own references, okay? Can we finish this movie? Let's do it. Dance scene happens. Uh, after the song, Chewie leaves the dance floor. Will comes in with a scientist to the dance. Will admits to Chucky that he has a clone. We then see Chewie kind of disintegrating in the bathroom. Uh, Will is then asked by Heather to show him the new dance steps he promised to do. Uh, and using his yo-yo skills, he creates a dance which hides him from the scientists because uh, it's like a big mosh pit kind of thing, but with professional <laughs> dancers. Would have been great if he's just like, all right, let's all huddle in here, let's all huddle in here, and just starts pushing everybody around. We'll full fledged mosh pit. Oh, um, that'd be good. The older villain is not getting past the first adult at this dance. Which makes me think they had no adults, other adults yeah. at this dance. Like, the the younger villain can kind of maybe pass as, like, a teacher slash chaperone. Maybe. Maybe. Owner villain cannot. No. It's different times. Like, it's it's the year 2000, but still. Yeah. Especially, like, we, we skip past the part where, like, they're creeping up on, uh, on Tui to capture him. And then Chucky's like, oh, over here. And two just starts running. Like, <laughs> they jump out of a van to capture a child. Like, these guys I'm getting the short end of the, uh, of the moral, of the moral stick here. These guys were like, we're not doing anything wrong kidnapping a clone. But we are going to do everything else wrong. And it, it's also interesting with these two villains is like, you have the tall, goofy-looking one, like the tall one that's dressed in Hawaiian shirts, and then you have the short, like, Joe Pesci one. You, it's pretty much like Marvin, uh, Marvin Harry, but they're swapped. So, like, the tall, goofy-looking one is actually the serious and smart one, and the short, the short um, and serious-looking one is the goofy, klutzy one. So, that's something. It's something new. We're switching it up. Something new. Uh, but yeah, the mosh pit forms. Uh, Will gets a kiss from Heather. 
they escape to find help Chucky find Tui, but after Chucky and Will split up to find Tui, Will is captured by the scientists. He's kidnapped. Um, we then see Tui about to get onto a bus to New York, like he said he was gonna do, but he hesitates a little bit here. Uh, hmm. We then see it's a bus. There's a straight shot bus from Arizona, presumably, to New York City. <laughs> my favorite Arizona thing. Is- I have no clue, but my thing is, like, the bus driver's like, come on, kid, get on the bus. Not, hey, kid, where are your parents? We're going to go on this cross-country well, trip bus to New York. Bus don't care. Get out of here. And they then got you're a sheltered schedule. all your life. And then you're sheltered all your life, but bus drivers don't care. I was thinking of the podcast last week, and you were like, you were like yeah, who would let a middle schooler watch their, watch their children? You ever babysit your little brother? Yes, I did, so but I, I, I never took the kid out of the house. I was, I was putting, I was put in charge of older cousins while I was, while I was a young child. You were just sheltered. Bus drivers don't care. If you give him money, he doesn't care. It's not does Tui, does Tui have any money? Uh, uh next. Maybe week. that, maybe that's the bigger issue here. <laughs> bigger issue. After that, we see the scientists planning on taking some DNA and making the clone drink the serum. I mean, making Will take the serum. Uh, however, Will tells them that they have the actual Will, so the scientists decide not to make Will take the serum, but they are going to keep him in the building, tied up. Uh, luckily, and after an existential crisis where Will admits that Tui was right about not living life to the fullest, Tui arrives, frees Willie, you know, and Will tells him about the serum situation. This scene is so long. It's another. It's another thing like the first silent film type scene. Right. It just takes no. No one says anything, and it's just like, and and it's not really. No one's. It's not fast paced. It's like. It's like eight minutes in this in this warehouse of like, all right, we got him. Now we got him. Now he's escaped. Now they're escaping. Oh, they need to get the serum. Oh, he's about to take the serum. No, wait, that's not him. Oh, we got... It's nonsense for like eight minutes. They go through both of these scientists twice. Yeah, it's... It, it is one of the most like... It's so boring. Nothing happens. And yet everything happens. I guess I'll try to quickly explain it then. Here we go. Scientists arrive, see Will escaped. After searching, tall scientist finds Tui. Um, but luckily, Will pushes uh, the scientist onto a dolly and into... They tabletop him. Yeah, they tabletop yeah. him. And he goes, he goes into the little place where the dolly goes while people work on cars. Yeah, he's covered in oil now, of course, because it's a decom. Uh, Will and Chewie then use a forklift to get the older scientist up into the air, hits his head in a beam, falls off the forklift. Uh, Will and Chewie then try to escape under the garage. Uh, Chewie is pulled back in by the scientists who are not knocked out here. Uh, Will then says that he can come back in through the bathroom window that's not mentioned before. Uh, He knocks the tall scientist over. And then Chucky and Scotty uh, arrive and shove the old guy into a car trunk. There's a lot of like incredible strength from pre from prepubescent uh, kids, where like um, Will is like pulling 
Tui under the garage while the other two are on the other side pulling, <laughs> pulling and like and it's a fair fight, but eventually he loses and then Scotty just throws one of them into the trunk of a car and then shuts I mean, the trunk and jumps on it. He's pretty old. He's pretty old. And the more I think about it, it's very like it's very clear they're going for some sort of a home alone. Yeah, yeah. Vibe, but they couldn't get it on TV if they went like the length that um Home Alone goes. So like, there's also like one scene where like uh the older the older villain is just staring at like a car battery for thirty seconds. <laughs> like, what was that? I don't, I don't know. They they force like a minute joke where the tall scientist eats a sandwich that he finds in the warehouse during this. Everything's unnecessary about it. Yeah, it's so long. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the cops eventually show up. Uh, yeah, but before that, uh, Tui is saved. He drinks the serum just right. in time. Oh, oh, yeah. Also, like, I thought he was gonna be like, I you thought don't he was need gonna me not. Yeah, I thought he was not gonna drink the serum. Yeah, because it made sense. It was like, I've made your life better. Uh, now you can go live your life as this better person. Yeah, it was like it. It was like it was leaning towards there of like he was gonna drink it, and I didn't think he would. Like it felt like the right thing to do was for him to drink it, but because yeah. it was a decom, I felt like he wasn't gonna drink it. But it also felt like he was about to drink, not drink it. <laughs> I think that made sense. I don't think it did, but I, but I get the point you were trying to. Maybe who knows? I'm not gonna guarantee it. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, Tui is saved. The cops come. They take the scientists away. And then Will and Tui tell them that they are identical cousins and that Tui is actually named Gil and Gil is from Belgium. Did you catch what Gil's last name was supposed to be? No. I. It was like, I think it was some uh, some take on Ocean Pups, but I, like it was said so quickly that I didn't get it. Uh, the policeman they're talking to is played by Colm Magner, who we're going to see in True Confessions. Is True Confessions a Disney thing? Yeah. I don't know why I'm asking you. I, I have no clue about most of these decoms. Yeah. And so I said we're going to see him again. <laughs> um, yeah, we've had several credit, several people who we've set up to be in that movie so far. Yeah. You, you've said it before. You're right. You're right. Um, I had this question because like I don't know how stuff works. I don't know how babies are made. I wanted to know if identical cousins were like an actually real thing. And from this one I don't know if it's a reputable article. Uh-huh. But they said they said the closest you can probably get is if two sets of identical uh twins have kids with another set of that doesn't make sense. If a set of identical twin twins has children with another set of identical twins they share the same genetic material. Right. And they are kind, they can be identical cousins. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Because you avoid the Alabama uh, legality issues. (laughs) And so theoretically, you could have identical cousins. Let's just say identical, this is my identical twin. (laughs) Well, that's the confusing part. Like, is the cop going to be like, I know this family. You guys don't have uh <laughs> you guys don't have twins. 
No, he's he's gonna look at him and be like, those are clones. <laughs> he's gonna be like, oh, maybe he is right about the whole clones thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that happens. We go back to the house. Will says that Gil or Tui changed him. Um, Tui is now officially part of the family, which he wanted all along. And then the grandpa is also back in this scene to back the family up. And then they all say they want pizza as the movie ends. Well, thank goodness it ended. And that's the other me. Have you ranked it yet? No. <laughs> I haven't ranked it either. Oh, wait, let me ask you this question first before we rank. Did you like this one? I don't know. I don't me know. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused about this one. I think, I think, it, I think it's fine. What if we... Well, I have an idea of where I want to put it. I have no clue what I even want to think about with this movie. I don't know <laughs> okay, if I okay. like it. I don't know if I hate it. Okay, let me let me go from where I think I want to put it. Not going to solidify anything. I'm willing to change it. But uh, I want to tell you where I might put it on my list. I think I put it around the area of, uh, I'm going to say, nine on mine, which would be after Horse Sense. I was thinking about putting it after Horse Sense too, but Horse Sense is sixth for me. Okay. I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like this movie's entertaining. It's not like, and it moves at a good pace. I think I like, we're not like, the, I feel like the last pa- couple of movies, we've been kind of like, nothing happens for a while, but I feel like this one, it has a lot of action. I feel. Yeah. It's entertaining. It's, there's hijinks. It's, um, stuff happens. Yeah, there's nothing too deep about it, I feel. Yeah. I I I think I yeah, I think I'll put it where I yeah. So why don't you do you know where you're putting it? Uh <laughs> so why don't, I'll go. Let me go. You go, yeah. Yeah. I'll go first for one. Um didn't hate it. I don't think I loved it. Like but I also didn't think it was really boring. And I mm-hmm. think it was, you know, pretty well done outside of, like, that one bin- binocular scene. <laughs> and it has my favorite conversation in IndyCom ever with, does it hurt to be old? <laughs> <laughs> I am currently sitting, at putting it right below Horse Sense at 7 and right above Smart House. I think it really just, outside of, like, the random in- insert of uh, sports, uh, it really encapsulates decoms for me. Yeah. But I also don't think it's um I also don't think it's as good as the other one. No, I definitely agree with that. I also do think that like since we're kind of in this middle ground once again of like where to put it, I think uh Andrew Lawrence being the lead gives it a little bit of an edge over some of them. Because like compared to other lead actors we've seen, he's one of the better ones. He's probably I'm not, I'm not going to definitively say the best. Right. I think, yeah, I think he's probably one of the better ones. Frankie Munez, really good. I think the uh, Smart House guy's good, and Xenon's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, like, what are you looking at? Like, this is, like, this movie can go, I don't even know, because I'm saying seven, <laughs> but now I'm like, is it top five? Should it go fourth for me? I, I could. That's the thing. I'm like, I'm like, do I shove it in front of color of friendship? Because that's that's a weird one. That's a weird like one. The to... I think ah. it's tough, but I think we also have to look at it like 
the context matters in, in the terms of ranking that movie, but I don't think we can always just like look and be like, well, the message in that movie was so much bigger than the message in this movie. What I'm trying to say is I really don't want Color of Friendship on my list. I feel like it doesn't it belong. Makes, it makes it tougher. Yeah. Yeah. But I also like, like, how is it not better than Up, Up, and Away? I feel like it's on a similar level to Up, Up, and Away. Right. If anything. I think the toughest, the thing about Up, Up, and Away and Xenon, which are four and five for me, mm-hmm. is the villains in those movies are a lot better developed than what we have going on here. Yeah, these guys didn't really feel like villains. It just kind of felt like they unfortunately ended up as the villains, even if they did some really bad stuff. They didn't really even need to be a villain. No, he could have just, like, figured, I don't know, gotten the serum another way. Or if he was, like, if he was, like, you made him, like, super smart, you know, even though he, like, if he does this science experiment on his own, and he gets this test kit that's, like, that's like, oh, a sea monkey cloning kit, you know, and he, you know, he somehow clones himself. And then, um, and then, yeah, I think you can do it without the villains. So the villains don't really, they don't really work either. Yeah. They literally are like, they're passive until the very end where they need to be aggressive in the movie. Yeah, yeah. They, they're never, they're never aggressive without a purpose. Right. So, so that's why, yeah, I think it's got to stay below those ones. And if we're, and if I'm establishing the Andrew Lawrence connection, collection <laughs> here between six and seven, I'm going to keep it below Horse Sense because I think Horse Sense was just uh, too good of a movie. Well, I, I, I like Horse Sense a lot. Is this more of a decom, though? That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the Cause question. Because... Because I am I love Horse Sense as much as you. We, we know this. Oh, man. I have no idea where this goes. I think... I, I'm i I'm angry at my Xenon placement on my list, but that's another story. Uh, yeah, I'm also looking at this and I'm like, I hate all these placements. Uh, luckily, like we said, w- once we get to like 50, 50 episodes, we're going we're gonna to do a look back at all of them. Um, so I... Think this will definitely be one that we are gonna revisit. So then, I guess I'll just do a four now, since you put it at four. No, no, I meant a four now. Like oh, I'll decide where it goes. Um, I think I'll put it six on my list, which is um below, up, up, and away, but after the color of friendship, or it's in front of the color of friendship after up, up, and away. All right, I. All right, I'm. You know what? I'll put it six too. Nice, nice. I mean, it's not the best, but it's very decom and it's entertaining. I don't think we liked it, but I think we have to respect the fact that it was one of the better decoms. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll. I think we'll. And I think that's we'll what it boils that. down to. Yeah. I did not go into this movie expecting a top ten movie. No, no, me either. It's like, oh, a cloning movie. That's fun. That's interesting. Cool. I expected it to be goofy and think, like, Andrew Lawrence wasn't going to be good. <laughs> Did you say that? After Horse Sense. He wasn't good in Horse Sense. No, he wasn't. He was fine. He was <laughs> he fine. Was, he was fine, but it was like, it was Joey Lawrence's movie, and Andrew Lawrence just felt so awkward in every <laughs> turn. But it's cool to find 
that he finds his footing here and is gonna gonna continue his reign of terror and decoms. <laughs> I finally turned the table on uh, Andrew Lawrence <laughs> as a top decom star. <laughs> yeah, we're we're firmly in the Andrew L- Lawrence era of <laughs> dominance. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say on the other me? Hope not. <laughs> so let the other me read this out. And by other me, I mean me. So. <laughs> that was bad. That was pretty bad. I was, tr- I was trying to be clever on the spot, and you know that doesn't work. Anyway, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts through our Anchor FM link in the description. Make sure you follow us on whichever podcast that you prefer in order to never miss an episode. And may also make sure you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, no matter how you feel about the pod. You can also follow us on Twitter at unofficialdcom for podcast updates and more. And you can email us at unofficialdcom at gmail.com if you have any questions you want answered, thoughts, or you just want to hit us up. There are new episodes every Thursday. And next week, join us when we talk about your scrambling. Mama's got a date with a vampire. Mama's? What? I said mom's. Mom's got a date with the with a uh, mom's got a date with a vampire. You, it sounded like you were gonna say like Mama Mia. Like I, <laughs> you were rushing through it. And I'm like, oh, I'm, you can watch Mama I Mia. I misspelled Disney so many times into the search bar, but you did it, and that's what matters. We got. I gotta say, uh, just to give a little spoiler, we got back to back Halloween movies. Oh, and no. then a Christmas movie. And then we launch into Xenon the sequel. Yes, yes. We're powering through the holidays here. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's the other me. Make sure that you don't clone yourself unless you want to learn a little bit more about how you can live a better life. Goodbye. Don't clone yourself. It's illegal. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.